Hello, everyone. Welcome to Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Tom Adams here to bring you my immediate post-match reactions to Bayern's frustrating 1-1 draw at Union Berlin. Uh, Grisha Prommel scored in the fourth minute off of a header from a corner kick, but that goal was canceled out by Lewandowski's finish in the 67th minute off of a Kingsley Coman cross. Guys, I know we've been here before. This is our second consecutive draw in the Bundesliga with that 2-0 win against Lokomotiv Moscow in the Champions League in between these two, but it seems as if uh, this evening it was just more of the same problems that we've seen before from Bayern. I do have to first give Union Berlin and, and excuse me, Urs Fischer all the credit in the world because I think they got this their game plan absolutely right with the personnel that they had. Obviously, with Max Kruse being out for for the long term with the injury that he sustained in the Berlin Derby last week, as Jake and I had discussed on in Der Ausblick, you know, when we were previewing this matchup, Urs Fischer was kind of spoiled, wasn't really spoiled for choice. You know, we we knew that Geraldo Becker and probably Marius Butler, Taiwo Awoni were going to be in this in this one, and I thought that those were three of the guys that really caused the most problems for Union Berlin. They were very very compact in the midfield. Uh, Promel across in Varksin, Sebastian Griesbeck, Marius Butler, Geraldo Becker, and then in the back, Trimmel, Friedrich, Ganaka, and Christopher Lentz. I thought they were very compact. Uh, they made the spaces very, very difficult. And it kind of, I look at clips from this game, you know, we're fresh off of just watching it, going back to last week against RB Leipzig, and then even further back, you know, the 1-1 draw against Werder Bremen, uh, the 4-1 loss to TSG Hoffenheim, and it's just... So a, a lot of the same problems. It just seems that oftentimes when these teams bunker down against us and play very defensively, we just it, it almost turns into it. It's just Alaba and Boateng left to defend for dear life the minute the other team wins the ball back. And ESPN had done an excellent analysis of the draw against RB Leipzig, where they really highlighted. Uh, Leipzig's wingers and how they would always hover just in between the half spaces in between the midway line uh, and the 18 yard box just waiting to spring on the counter uh, because we all know that Bayern really really like to commit their their wing backs forward and today it was Alfonso Davies and Benjamin Pavarden when they are so pressed forward committed to the attack the spaces are just there and we saw that for large parts in the first half that's exactly how Union Berlin won their corner that wound up uh, being headed home by uh, by Grisha Prommel and Obviously, we started off on the wrong foot, and we, we really had to hunker down and dig deep to get back into this one. But again, it's just a combination of being so vulnerable to those counterattacks, and it just seemed like the communication was not there today. Alfonso Davies and Kingsley Coman in particular, I thought, had a lot of passing sequences where they're just their understanding was not there at all. They were passing short of one another, passing way too late, passing way too early. I was a little bit surprised to see Davies go right back into the starting lineup after just coming back from his injury uh, against Lokomotiv Moscow. And another another area I really pinpointed was the dual midfield pivot of Jamal Musiala, Leon Goretzka, as as well as Musiala has been impressing. Um, you know, I just always think he's so much more of a forward player and, and a more progressive player that wants to get involved in the attack. And it just looked like the understanding wasn't quite there between those two either. Kind of forced Goretzka to stay back and, uh, you know, try and cover just in front of that back line. But it seemed like there were sequences when Musiala was getting stuck back. That's probably not uh, the exact task that he wants to do. He wants to be more expressive and get involved in the attack. And uh, 
Coman, I thought, really was one of the only players doing anything positive in the first half, you know, but Unyan Berlin did a good job. Every time he had the ball, there was just two players, three players around him to try and deny him the space and force him to play, you know, a safe lateral pass or a backwards pass. But, um, you know, going going into halftime, I thought we saw a much different Bayern team in the second half. You know, I remember tweeting a lot about how uh, I thought it was a lot more positive in the first half from Bayern. I'm not sure what exactly... Hansi Flick had said, but I noticed one of the things I saw when the players were coming out of the tunnel was Hassan Salihamidzic giving Serge Gnabry a good old, you know, pat on the back of the head just to kind of say, hey, come on, you know, I know you're not playing well, but you can get in this game, and I thought he looked a lot sharper in the second half. Not per- not perfect, <laughs> very, very far from it, but I thought he looked a lot sharper in the second half, as did the rest of the team, and um, when Hansi Flick decided to make that uh, sub, Musiala coming off for Leroy Sané, uh, on one end, I was very concerned because I knew that would take one central midfielder out and perhaps leave our defense more exposed. But I have to give Sané uh, a lot of credit because I thought when he came on, he looked very energ- excuse me, very energetic, very pacey, wanted to get involved, was tracking back, was tracking balls down, was going after every 50-50. Uh, I want to see a lot more of that from him, but I just think that completely changed the complexion of the game. And then Lewandowski's goal didn't come uh, much long after Leroy Sané had come off, some brilliant, brilliant individual footwork from Kingsley Coman as we uh, you know, come to expect to see from him week in and week out, beat a couple of defenders, got to the byline, and uh, sent in a nice low cross to Lewandowski who, who finished it in typical Lewandowski fashion. And I just, I honestly thought from that point on that we looked to be the better side and that we would be the more likely side to go on and press for that second goal. But, you know, Union Berlin still had their chances through Geraldo Becker, uh, Marius Butler, Awoni, I know that Invarkson had to come off in the first half due to a rib injury. Um, I thought Endo was was a very problematic player for Bayern. Christian Gentner provided that stability, but he didn't come on until uh, a little bit towards the end. Cedric Tushaw, I thought, came on and, and, and did, uh, did a good job. But if I'm looking at one guy from the Union Berlin squad that was just constantly causing us problems, it has to be Geraldo Becker. I thought he had a fantastic match this evening, and he was constantly giving... Bayern something to worry about especially when we were pressing forward looking for that second goal because I think it was clearly evident we did not want to settle for the one point here uh, and, and Berlin as none of us would expect to have wanted to but you know the second goal just just wouldn't come Hansi Flick tried everything he brought on as I said Sané, uh, Chuapo Moatang, Tolisso to sure things up, Goretzka I'm not sure whether he had picked up a slight knock or if he was just very very irritated to come off but Either way, he looked very irritated when he was approaching the bench, kind of threw his gloves into the turf and uh, didn't look to be too pleased. But obviously it wasn't his best outing. But hopefully there's no uh, injury there and hopefully he can just get his head right and you know put together a solid performance midweek when he's involved against Wolfsburg and then next weekend to close out the Hinrunde against Bayer Leverkusen. But again, just to kind of tie all these thoughts together, you know, much of the same. Bayern making sloppy passes, you know, making the wrong choices uh, in their own third when numbers are committed forward and just playing right into Union Berlin's hand. I mean, that's just not, it, it seems, I I remember tweeting about it. I just don't know. I know that what it is that makes us so vulnerable on the counterattack. I guess the question I would pose to some of our listeners and readers at Bavarian Football Works is why does it continue? You know, why do we still impose these high lines early on in this match? Why were we still trying to utilize the offside trap even after getting beat several times? If you remember, Neuer made a great a great save on Awoji right in the beginning of the match to deny them. It was literally within the first minute. 
and you'd think maybe that would make us second guess that high line and you know maybe asking Pavard and Davies not to bomb forward as much so they don't leave Alaba and Boateng as exposed but it just didn't seem to be a thought that registered one of the things I do remember tweeting about I think Flick might have asked both Coman and Gnabry to track back a little bit more to give Davies and Pavard some more cover on the flanks but still just moving forward like I said tonight against Union a few weeks back against Verde Bremen, uh, against Hoffenheim, against Leipzig. That just, it seems to be our Achilles heel, and that's just, I'm surprised it's something that we continuously see. I know we are a possession-based team, and most of these matches we are bossing possession, so it kind of plays into our opponent's hands to kind of sit back, compact, and wait for those counterattacks, just as Union Berlin did. But something has to give, and I'd be curious to see, you know, if rotations in the back line, if it keeps happening, you know, it's not often we see the same back line put out uh, on a consecutive basis. You know, if perhaps consistency in the back line makes a bit more of a difference. Yes, I know with coronavirus and the truncated schedule, it's very difficult not to make these rotations, but I think that might just help be the solution. You know, whether it's Davies, Alaba, Boateng, Pavard, uh, Hernandez, Alaba, Boateng, Pavard, or uh, perhaps Zula thrown in there in, in the middle and, and Davies on the left, Pavard on the right. You know, whatever it is, there just has to be some sort of consistency and understanding so that, you know, the, these errors and these lapses in judgment don't continue at the back because at the moment I see that, see that as our weakest point. I don't see many problems in the midfield or attack, especially given the injuries that we have in both of those departments. But, yeah, so I guess rant done on this match. Uh, I've yet to read anything on this match or look at many of the stats. I tried to be as raw and as fresh as possible uh, for what I was thinking about this match immediately after um, the final whistle. All I've really done is come up, gotten a glass of water, and you know, got set up in, in a different room that I was watching the match in and uh, gave my thoughts on it. So that's pretty much it. Um, thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, we appreciate the continued support, and we will be back at some point next week to talk about uh, Wolfsburg, I believe, and then Leverkusen at the weekend. So until next time, auf Wiedersehen.